Dr. Jane Matheson, Quinn said. This is Mr. Harry Stark. The woman turned and looked at me, and I could see, even with the mask on, that she was probably in her mid-thirties. She rose, turned, and offered me a latex-covered hand. Her grip was strong and sure. Mr. Stark, she said. The voice was low, not quite husky. I know your face already. You've been in the news more than once over the past few years. I smiled. Dr. Matheson, nice to meet you, ma'am. A medical examiner? Oh, no, there's no such thing here on the island. The nearest M.E. is in St. Thomas. The duties are carried out on a voluntary basis by whoever's available. And right now, that happens to be me. I frowned inwardly. Oh, boy, a family practitioner. Not good at all. You don't seem too happy about that, she said dryly. Er, no, uh, that is no, I'm not unhappy about it. It's just not something I'm used to. Our M.E. back home is a highly experienced pathologist, a forensic scientist. He does all the work. I listen and take notes. With respect, doctor, this really isn't your field of expertise, is it? I could see she was smiling under the mask, obviously not in the least put out by my observation. You're absolutely right, she said. It's not. I'm a gynecologist. Oh, hell, that's even worse. But I'll do my best for you. Oh, it's not for me. I'm just here as an observer, to give an opinion if I have one. So, uh, doctor, how did she die? She gave me a slightly incredulous look. From the fall, of course. Do you mind if I take a look? Be my guest. Gabrielle Martin was lying on her back, legs crossed above the knee, her right cheek lying on her right shoulder. The back of her skull was split wide open, and there was a deep cut on her left temple. She was wearing a white bra, panties, and a short white satin wrap jacket. The outfit wasn't quite transparent, but it left little to the imagination. I went down on one knee beside her and scanned her quickly from top to bottom to see if anything stuck out, and my heart sank. Oh, shit, here we go. Without getting up, I turned and wiggled my finger at Matheson. I need a glass, please. Glass? What sort of glass? I barely stopped myself from rolling my eyes. A magnifying glass. You do have one, don't you? She didn't. It's okay, I'll manage. I turned back to the body and picked up the girl's left hand. It wasn't stiff, as I thought it might be. Must be due to the warm weather, I suppose. I turned her hand palm up. It was clean. Nothing under the nails that I could see. I laid it back on the ground next to her. Her right arm was flung across her chest, and it too was touching the ground. 
I picked it up, nothing under the nails. I turned it palm down, squinting in the low light. Oh, boy. Tommy, lift the flap for me, please. He did, and sunlight flooded over the body. I was right. I shook my head and laid her hand back down again. Next, I leaned in close to examine the wound on her forehead. I sighed, dropped my chin onto my chest, and took a deep breath. Okay, I said, rising to my feet. I have what I need. Let's go see her dad. He was standing with my father, just beyond the tape, and he knew what I was going to say even before I opened my mouth. She was murdered, wasn't she?